Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Dings Westworld Podcast. I'm your architect, Anthony Mays, forging the entirety of this podcast with only one tool, the mistake. We've got our very own Bernard replica, complete with Hulk button accessory, Dave Schilling, the man in black constantly searching for the center of the maze, Jake Hoy, a smart meatball with an incalculable number of thoughts per second. That's a big number. Tom Rehaber Stroboam, <laughs> much more dangerous than she looks in rocking futuristic gala attire. It's Eden Liu. This week, we're shipping Drogon to Costa Rica. Episode two, Jake brought up the point that he would have liked to see it dropped in conjunction with the premiere. Tom, you were left wanting something from episode one. You wanted a reunion with some of our characters. How did episode two make you feel? Uh, Be careful what you wish for, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I had a lot of problems with this episode and we'll get into them, but I feel like the showrunners are catering to Reddit Westworld too much. Cold open this week. We're back in Nazi world or actually it's war world. Maeve is speaking Italian to her own surprise. There's that great double take. Hector comes in. They embrace death. Doesn't mean what it used to. 
They didn't make it to heaven. They're stranded in hell. Hector gives Maeve some aspirin that quote unquote works instantly. Hector says they have to get a map to the allies. They sneak around the army, but are stopped at the gate. Maeve attempts to use her Jedi mind trick. And when it doesn't work, she jams the aspirin in the Nazi's eye and it works instantly. (laughs) You've lost none of your power over me, my love, says Hector. And they escape in a red roadster. Hector plans to escape by plane, but the flight crew is dead. Hector calls Maeve Isabella and reveals that he has been reprogrammed as Ettore. He dies. (laughs) Maeve kisses him. It's all right, darling. None of it matters because none of it is real. And she shoots herself. Darling, darling. How was her Italian accent? Oh, I'm an expert on Italian, and I thought it was uh, muy bellissimo. (laughs) Nice. I know that means it was terrible, right? Yes, it's correct. So, Tom, you said catering to the Redditors. I'm sure if you go frame by frame, there's a ton of similarities between this narrative and the narrative of the Mariposa Saloon and the way that Hector dies, and it's a rerun. The thing that bothered me about this opening scene was I thought the writing was super corny, but I couldn't tell if that was because they were doing a simulation of Sizemore's writing. Like it seemed like the whole like sweeper off her feet. We go around the Nazis and they don't see us and we're just we're we're making our escape. It seemed like so corny. And yeah, I think that was the payoff in the end, because like you, I'm watching that scene with them walking through the plaza with her heels clanging on the cobblestone and nobody's turning to look and you're thinking what's going on here first of all i don't even really want to be introduced to a new world and have to infer narrative through the narrative of lee sizemore you know so i was wondering what was the deal like nobody can shoot straight yeah was it was it did it feel super corny to you the lines and like oh yeah absolutely so was that on purpose yes because yes. of Sizemore and like this is just the the narrative that he created in well, the world. The, the replica created it. It's a knockoff of Sizemore's narratives. Right? Yeah. Well, do you, does that mean you guys think that there isn't an actual war world in the park? Oh, I don't know. I you know I wouldn't There's, dare to say. I thought it was a sim. Well, it could be a sim of a world she wasn't in. Right. Well, one that does exist in the real world, but that is it is an approximation in a computer that they're using to trick her. And the other world that is visited in this episode, I think brings our total to five out of six. Are we counting Game of Thrones in this? (laughs) We already knew that one existed. They had already teased that before. We've got Westworld, Shogun World, The Raj, possibly War World, and we have Medieval World. But we're going to go with Bernard, Bernarnold to start. He approaches Westworld by boat. There are giant stone and metal stations almost situated like buoys that form a perimeter, but they just sail right through them. <laughs> Very Lost-esque. He is able to take a dinghy to shore and walk right into the burned-down village of Escalante. Then he makes his way to Ford's secret cottage and into the lab where he was first built. He finds his old tablet, but it's broken. He enters the secret hallway leading to the room full of his previous iterations and discovers Stubbs, third Hemsworth. With his brains blown out, he starts gulping. He's a host. No shit. We all knew this from the season finale of last season, and he was trying to blow himself up, hitting that C5 charge in the back of their necks, but he missed. 
His last assignment was to cover Bernard's escape. Bernard wants to stop Dolores, needs someone strong enough to stop her. He wants Maeve. And then Stubbs coughs up a bullet like a hairball. He has a purpose again. And just like that, we have our new dynamic duo. Dave, are you in on this buddy cop drama? Yeah. I mean, we haven't really gotten a lot of levity on this show. So if you put these two characters that are kind of opposites in the same narrative, so to speak, hopefully this this banter continues and we get something that's that approximates comedy because this is such a dour <laughs> show. It can kind of meander quite a bit. And at least here with these two, they have a mission, they have a purpose, and they're going somewhere. Even if it seems illogical that uh, uh, Bernard can just kind of take his boat into Westworld, this multi-trillion dollar amusement park. And by the way, I assume I assume part of that is because they've abandoned it, so to speak. You know, Dave, they've kind of like given up on it but i mean at least it's forward momentum is happening here even if they're kind of skipping steps and and skipping narrative um cohesion a little bit i'll tell you who liked it jeffrey wright (laughs) yeah smiling up a storm on he's having fun right (laughs) i don't have to fend off these butchers alone can someone help me with something that's what we're here for tom why was there a train to westworld if there was Ability Survive. to get there by boat. I think that's the baby. train just to whatever the central hub is where people arrive. The Mesa. And then they take their transportation out to whichever world they're going to. Bernard and Stubbs burn rubber in Tom's favorite exposed dune buggy and enter the Mesa. Yes. Those creepy faceless drone hosts are patrolling. They're replacing the decimated QA. They look for Maeve in cold storage and find her, but her control unit has been removed. Dun, dun, dun. Bernard needs to connect to the mainframe, so they enter Park 4, Medieval World, a.k.a. Westeros. Two techs are arguing about selling a host, Drogon, to a Costa Rican startup. <laughs> it's Benioff and Weiss. This is how they're spending their time. Jake. Cute. little victory walk <laughs> over to the Westworld set. Yeah. Weiss goes over to Chainsaw Drogon into shippable pieces. Dear God, it's literally <laughs> so what sad. they did to the last it season. season. Why eight. would they set themselves up for something like this? Cute. Very cute. So self-satisfied. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Self-service right there. Bernard believes if he can perform a diagnostic with these systems, he'll be able to detect a corruption placed in him by Dolores. He hits his Hulk button and commences a scan. QA comes in. They recognize him and try to shoot him. Third Hemsworth fucks them up as a lutinist strums the <laughs> Westworld theme, but not before they call for backup. Then he uses a battle axe. Oh, this was so terrible. To drive several men with machine guns away. Corporate so incompetence, dude. Oh. Doesn't even swing the axe any like <laughs> oh, so they don't fire a single shot not a single shot this was worse than tom throwing the water bottles oh stubs so bad stubs how do we think they got bernard's eyes to flutter on demand is there some sort of like eye drops they can take for that because like that's like kind of impressive like glitch I, out your eyelids jeffrey wright is an unbelievable actor <laughs> who, who is better uh, Time Bernard lapse. fluttering his eyes or Hemsworth 
choking and trying to <laughs> gulp. That was a good performance, actually. A little... like, the Hemsworth was great. Stubbs, that was Still great. unclear yeah. how he woke up in the first place, <laughs> uh, other than sensing Bernard was nearby. That was his but purpose. I like... did think that was a good robotic <laughs> performance. There was, there was a lot of those moments, Jake, where you had to just kind of, you know what, just move along yeah, don't think except, too hard on this, except, this little moment yeah. here in the show <laughs> except there th- those are very critical plot points that like oh chris emsworth how is he gonna get out of this situation <laughs> where he has an axe he literally brought an axe to a machine to gun, a gun fight, fight and yeah. got yeah. the victory somehow yeah. and then they like retreat like he's they he's ran. like twirling his axe <laughs> His act is like, he didn't course, even do like, it was And that wasn't even a sim. Yeah, yeah that was real life. Yeah. He was moving that axe in slow motion, man. It was like yeah. big, long, sort of deliberate strokes with his axe. Like he's painting a building or something. <laughs> it was absurd. I hated well, they, it. They might have had to put some QA guys in the security, and and that you know could be the problem. This is the G League QA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these, these are <laughs> replacement levels out there. Yeah, the big dogs are all dead, and these are the replacement players off the street, and they are trying to just live. I suppose. <laughs> See that this was the problem I had is like every time there was something dumb going on, I was like chalking it up to Sizemore and <laughs> and being like, oh, this is a stupid narrative. And and so every point in this episode, I kept being like, was that lame or was that supposed to be lame? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tough thing about this show is like every time they reveal, no, it's not real. It's a simulation. No, it's not a human. It's a host. <laughs> I keep thinking when I watch something, I'm like, was this deliberately bad or was this just bad? I think it's the park. I think we need to get away from the park. I loved last week <laughs> yeah, so much. We come back the to park. the park and it's just like, oh, this is the, yeah. you're going it's back to all the worst parts I of the show. I think we're done yeah. with the park now, but I do. It was a frustrating episode and it felt overly long that they could have accomplished that in a half an episode and got yeah. Maeve into the real world, you know? Jeffrey writes infamous eye fluttering is while he's recalling Dolorette, which is Dolores inside Charlotte's body, taking a control unit from the forge. Bernard and Thurned Hemsworth are back on the beach. Bernard has a list of the guest profiles that Dolores read. So he's got his leads to follow back in the real world. Reprogrammed Stubbs as his bodyguard to prevent him from killing himself. He says, you could have just asked. <laughs> Haha, banter. Cute. I laughed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a brief chuckle. Yeah. I was like, yeah. these guys. I yeah. like it. It's like uh, 48 hours or uh, Beverly Hills Cop or something. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> Lethal weapon. This is a big promotion for Third Hemsworth in this third season. Maybe this is the Third Hemsworth season. He needs to hit the weight room a little bit more. Actually, you know what? He doesn't need to hit the weight room. He needs to just get on a treadmill. I feel he's like. Chunked up. Yeah. He's, he's chunked looking up. a little bit yeah, like he did. Cool. Clemens yeah. out there. He's got the Jesse Plemons diet. <laughs> he looks like Plemons. He's he's Plemonsed himself. He's Plemonized. I love Jesse Plemons. I love him too, but what? I, I thought what, it was Plemons. And I was like, yeah, he does look a little like Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. Yeah, also Roger Clemens. Yeah. But watch, watch the last season of Breaking Bad and then watch El Camino and tell me. 
Yeah, that's a different. That's a, that's a different person. <laughs> He's a different person. <laughs> yeah, like Jesse. Come on, dude. Okay, Chris, uh, you got to wear uh, this tank top here. You okay with that? He's like, damn it. Why? Why I'm not do I wear a tank top? You I'm not jacked. Dude, right just now. cut out the desserts. Yeah, just cut out the added sugar. Yeah. Those Bernard uh, figurines were actually made of cake. That was all he was standing (laughs) Uh in that room. That's, yeah, that's a pre quarantine body, too, guys. That's going to do it for our free preview of the Westworld podcast for the rest of this show and all future episode breakdowns. Go to patreon.com slash count the dings. 